0: welcome to howard hatcher ministries podcast today we are talking about god's nuclear code how to transform your life with god's power come on jesus commanded the wind and the water in other words the disciples were smart enough to say so so jesus sends them to the other side go i'll meet you on the other side and so they take off to go to the other side of the lake right jesus said i'll meet you over there but here he comes you know, in one situation he comes walking on the water, in another situation he's laying asleep in the boat, and they wake him up and he says, Hey, they said, Well, you're gonna you're gonna let us die out here. And Jesus stands up from sleep, upset that they awoke him, and they're shoveling water out of the boat, and he speaks to the wind and the waves, and peace be still. That's all he says. In the middle of instability which is what uranium is, it's highly unstable, especially when you start messing with it. And Jesus showed them how to deal with unstable situations. The wind and the waves were coming into the boat and they said, Master, don't you care, we perish? He said, peace be still. Now watch this, the moment he said, peace and gave definition to the wind he gave definition to the waves they all laid down and acted like they had sense sometimes there are things in our lives that are not going to make sense until you put a word on it until you send a word into that nuclear activity of the atoms okay let me, let me say it differently what's the chair you're sitting in made of someone say Adam. What's the air you're breathing made of? Atoms. Everything is made of atoms. The wind is made of atoms. What's the water made of? Atoms. So get this. That tells me something about God. In the beginning, God said, light, beep, and atoms came out of God and turned into light. Come on, somebody. That's our God. God went nuclear when he dealt with the light. And you know, when God made the sun, the sun is... In all of his strength, but can I tell you where the sun was before it became external? It was inside of God. Right. It was a picture inside of God. Come on. God said, I'm a, what makes you if I can handle what's on the outside, what makes you think that I can't handle what's on the inside of God? I put the sun together in me and didn't blow up. Some of us will blow a fuse just from thinking about stuff. <laughs> God can think about it, and he that sits in the heavens, the Bible says, he sits back and laughs at all of their decisions that they're made. You know so much you can't handle a snowstorm. God, if, it, if God wants to slow a city down because they hide too, too big in the bridges, all he has to do is allow a snowstorm. And everything goes to a scrape. Closing schools today. Oh, no, you're you, you going to do what? Yeah, if God so allows you, we'll do this. Or you will do that. That's why you ought to say, if the Lord wills, we will do this. And if we will do that. Because you don't know what tomorrow holds. Come on. You didn't wake yourself up and neither did the alarm clock. There's a God who gave you sanity and mind. You better stop and realize our God goes nuclear all the time. And they are shocked that the winds obey him. What are the winds made of? Somebody say atoms. And the water, what are they made of? Atoms. And Jesus said, the works that... I do shall you do. And greater work shall you do because I go to the Father. So there is something about you that's capable of going nuclear also. You better tap it. Come on now. Anybody feel like there's something about you that's capable? Alright, y'all ain't in this room with me. You ain't in this room. Hey, see, because most people ain't ready to... Then they try to go nuclear when trouble hit. They'll go, what was that sermon he was talking about? Then you're trying to remember. You better get on the train right now and go by what Jesus said. I didn't say that what I did shall you do. Jesus said that. Those are his words. Jesus said you if you're gonna operate like me, put a word on it. Put a word on it. And notice it says they obeyed them, obeyed him. So God's words have the ability to to interpret what chain reaction molecules and atoms have. Come on. Mm-hmm. That's good. In other words, he tells them where to land. Come on. He tells it where to go. See, when they start messing with splitting the atom, they're kind of at a loss. They, they, they're limited when they tell him something what to do. They can't stop the explosion once they start it, but God can. Yeah. Come on, somebody. Yeah. God, God can make the sun stop in the middle of the sky. Yeah. 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 God can change the of orbit of the of the earth. We we are talking about Almighty God. We are talking about Almighty God. Have faith in God. You believe also in God, Jesus, you believe also in God, believe also in me. In my father's house are many mansions. All right. <laughs> The ability, now now here's where I want to go. So, so, does God go nuclear? Let me say it. Every time he heals someone, he's changing the nuclear composition of flesh. How many of you have God ever healed you? Would you say amen? Come on. Has he ever healed you of What did he do? He messed with the molecules. He went nuclear. Something that was in dis-ease, he put it at ease. Ease. Something that was in disarray. He put it in a healed arrangement. God goes nuclear all the time. He healed the blind man. He messed with the subatomic structure of his eye. Yes. Jesus healed the paralytic. He G address Jesus addresses the composition subcomposition. sub-composition atomic structure of his legs every time you ask God to heal someone every time you speak healing over someone you're going nuclear you are addressing the composition has anyone asked God ever to change a situation? You were going nuclear anybody in here understand what I'm saying to you? you better watch out I'll go nuclear in other words deal with the root of the matter alright? So, and this is where I really want to get to. When you go nuclear, it means you're not dealing with periphery. You're dealing with the heart of the matter. You ever say the heart of the matter? The nuclear family, the center, what holds it together. You're dealing with the nucleus. Most of us spend our lives chasing electrons and protons. And neural, we never get down to the heart of the matter. And God is saying... The lasting change that you're asking for You must allow me to address the heart of the map Get to the heart, he said I'm about to get to the nucleus of that thing And it's going to rattle you You're going to feel like an atomic explosion Because I'm addressing something on the inside And maybe you might not like the change yeah. But just go with God's flow Woo! And allow him to yeah. rearrange yeah. what's on the yeah. inside yeah. Come on, somebody yeah. Amen. Thank you. Yeah. The world is waiting to see the sons of God yeah. manifest the transformed you yes. is the one the devil is afraid of. That's why he jacks with your mind. He's afraid of the transformed yes. you. Yes. Right. The transformed you knows what to do yes. with nuclear composition. Yes. Yep. Right. Yep. There are times when I don't feel like saying what God yes. said, but I say what God said. Yes. Because that's the only, that's the only answer for the transformed man. Yes. You can't transition without transformation. Yes. Then that's what many believers are trying to transition without transformation. Mm-hmm. All you did was translocate, but you right. still the same <laughs> ugly you. Oh, oh, you gotta get rid of that nasty spirit. Come on. Yes. come on. That spirit can't go with me into the new right. place. Right. It right. can't go with me. There's no room for you because yes. God has refilled the house. Yes. When the unclean spirit leaves. It goes through dry places seeking rest then it comes back and finds it empty there's been no transformation and rearranging on the inside then he goes back in you have to allow god to put back in what needs to be in the right arrangement that's what this really is so the ability to reflect interpret articulate and then express so this, now i want you to notice There are four different parts of the initial process that God is asking us to do as he's addressing issues and addressing things in life, in the world, in life, and in your life. He wants us to learn to reflect. Then he wants us to interpret, not from a worldly place. He wants us to interpret. Then he wants us to articulate it in a reasonable way that makes sense. Uh Am I making sense so far today? Because I'm articulating while I'm expressing. But if your expression is in a broken articulation, there's going to be no understanding on the other end. God wants us to learn to reflect, then interpret it correctly from a biblical worldview, and then speak it. The mind of Christ and the architectural plan of God for the ages. Now, what's God's plan for the ages? That's the—that's really what's going down. What is God's plan for the ages? Well, in the days that Noah, I destroyed the world and because of the corruption Because of the genetic manipulation on an atomic level in human beings, where the angels came down from heaven, crossed over, and then between the angels and the women, all kind of things started happening. And there was a hybrid bastard mutation coming out of humanity. That's what your Bible says. There is... That God looked, he saw the sons of God looked on the daughters of men that they were fair and took for them wives and then they gave birth to great men, men of renown. That's not normal. That's not normal. And God saw that the whole earth was corrupt and because of the genetic mutation out of God's image into an image fashioned by angels and man. God said, I'm about to disrupt your genetic flow because that's not the atomic configuration that I want. I want Adam and Eve to give birth to Cain and Abel. Can you hear me? So God disrupted the course of humanity in Noah's day because of genetic interference in molecule arrangements in human beings by the angels. God disrupted the whole thing. And he says, as in the days of Noah, Jesus says, as in the days of Noah, so also shall it be in the days of the coming of the Son of Man. So right now we've got the same thing. They're taking human DNA and they're actually inserting it into animals. They're growing human parts inside animals. We're about to deal with a whole lot of hybrid creation. But I got news for you. Just like in the days of Noah, there's a divine interruption that's going to come because the Son of God is going to go nuclear. And he's put it out of the. Right now, you can be happy because he's in the spirit realm. But when he steps on through, he breaks that, pierces the barrier of the veil between the spirit realm and the earth realm. The Bible says every eye is going to see him. Jesus is about to go nuclear and come into this realm. And how many of you are glad about that day? Come on, I'm glad. Lord God, and when you step on through, my eye is going to be glad to see you. I'm going to be happy to see you. Come on. Hallelujah. So the mind of Christ, architectural plan of God for the ages. He wants us to reflect on his plan, articulate his plan, express his plan, the mind of Christ. And and, and I gotta say, wait, I gotta say something else. The Bible talks about things that we really don't understand. That the image of the beast should both speak and, and live. Killed with a wound and imitates resurrection. The Antichrist is going to try to imitate the Christness. Oh, but you're a fake imitation. You came too late. I don't even like imitation cheese. Come on, somebody. Anybody like? You don't like imitation crab meat? You like, if I'm going to eat it, I want it to be real. Come on, I'm not the only one, am I? See, but Jesus, when he comes back, people don't even understand what God is about to interrupt. He's about to interrupt their plan. They're trying to go, look at this. They're trying to go out of this realm man into the spirit realm. God set the limitation of man to this realm, the earth and the fullness thereof. This is your realm. This is your limitation. You, you can build a tower to heaven, but I'm not letting you cross the, the barrier. Come on. When God did, interrupted the Tower of Babel, it was about trying to pierce the realm of subatomic life. Come on, somebody that gets its life. Our realm gets its its ability from that realm. And God said, you know what? You don't have to worry about building the Tower of Babel. You don't have to worry about building uh, uh, the the circular thing over there in Europe. Guess what? I'm coming to you. I got a whole city that's coming out of the spirit realm. I, John, saw the heavenly city, the new Jerusalem come down from God. I got a whole city that's about to materialize. What are you talking about? Praise. That's the mind of Christ and the architectural plan of God for the ages. While we as believers are engaging powers on multiple levels and platforms. That's without a doubt the great task before the church. Engaging platforms, engaging powers on multiple levels. We wrestle not against, but against. How are you going to engage a principality on a level that you can't understand their language? And preachers have left us dumb. Come on, when I study nature, I'm studying God. When I'm studying the Godhead, when I study nature, it says that which may be known about God, even the invisible God, the Godhead, God encoded it in nature. So I want to talk about subatomic reality. I want to talk about nuclear fusion. I want to talk about the way the flesh reacts. I want to talk about it. Mm -hmm. say because I'm studying God. Yes, yes. This is a great task before the church. With powers and principalities are operating and shaping the world based on this realm. Mm-hmm. How can you impede or slow down movements that they're making if you don't understand the processes they're engaging? Mm-hmm. I need to drop off something right here. I need to make a I need, a, I need to go patriot just for a moment. Can I, is that all right? Mm-hmm. I, I've got a new turn. I've got a new term. I, I hope God gave it to me. If not, it's just that Christ uh, uh, augmented extended mind that I have. You know, how I many of you have a Christ augmented yeah. and ascended mind? You have the mind of Christ, right? right? So you ought to come up with high things. Yeah. Mind high things. We mind the things above. You ought to have nuclear thoughts. So I got a new nuclear thought. I believe God is raising up a new uh, a type of believer, and I call them the propheticians. <laughs> uh, 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 Propheticians. I didn't say prophet liars. All right, so answer, answer me this, say, folk. Is David a king? Yes. yes. Are you in the lineage of David? Yes. yes. Are you in the lineage of Christ? Yes. yes. Right? So you're a king. Was David a politician? Alright, I lost five, I lost, I lost half the cover. The Bible says in the New Testament that David is a prophet in the book of Acts. The New Testament says, in the book of Acts, it says, David is a prophet. Right. So David wrote uh, so many of the psalms. He was a prophet. He prophesied. The Lord said to my Lord. He prophesied. And understood the triunity of God. Manifest as the son. So he prophesies it. So is David a prophet? Yes. 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 The Bible calls him a prophet. But is he a politician, a king? Yes. 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 So who in the world told you that you shouldn't get involved in political things? The problem is that many are so deceived, they don't know where God is at. They don't know who God's putting up and they don't know who God is pulling down. Right, right. They don't know. So they end up fighting against God through religious means instead of finding the mind of the Holy Ghost. Find the mind of God. Well, look what he said. Look what he... Well, look what he said. Was Was, was Joseph a, a prophet that interpreted dreams? Was he also a prophetician? Was he involved in political stuff for the government of Egypt? Yes, D- Daniel, what does the Bible call Daniel a prophet? He's a major prophet. Was Daniel involved in leadership in the Babylonian government? He was involved in politics on behalf of the kingdom of Almighty God. We will leverage that influence for the kingdom in every sphere, in every territory, anywhere in the world, and we won't apologize for it. And we won't be nice little preachers who stay in a puppet and stay inside four walls and speak some humdrum, conundrum language that religiously locates people. Oh, religious spirits? (laughs) You need to concentrate on soul winning. Yeah, we're going to do all of it. All right. Discernment at the heart of the issues before the church. So, how many of you are propheticians? I care who I vote for. I'm not giving my. Every time, are you a king? Do kings bear swords? Do you know in David's day, one of the greatest honors you could do is if you gave another king. Your sword So when you vote for someone You're giving them your sword I will not give you my sword To take a baby's life I will not, 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 not do it Amen. Promise me all the affirmative action you want You can promise me a job With a with hundred thousand more A million dollars more a year I will not give you my kingship After the line of Christ and David To take a baby's life Your vote is the extension of your sword in the earth was David a civil legitimate civil king on the earth that means you are a legitimate civil king on the earth do not give your men do not give men your sword who deny the word of God who deny the and take away the freedom of ministry take away the freedom of church you can't have my sword Amen. while you validate every kind of immor- immorality immorality Someone say this, my vote is my sword. My my vote is my you mind. give them your kingship if you want to, but they can't have mine. Amen. God cares about what I do with my kingship. Amen. So discernment, let me switch gears now. Let me get back nice again. <laughs> discernment is at the heart of the issues before us as a church. So we've got, and when I say discernment, I want you to watch. Patriot reconstruction of Marxist deconstruction. More than half the leaders involved in politics today come from liberal elitist schools. And they say that over 70% of Christian kids lose their faith by their second year in college. That's right. How can 70% of Christian kids be so ill prepared to face the onslaught of liberal ideology? Out of the primary colleges. Right. That they cannot defend their faith. And end up losing their faith. Right. And become. Uh, a religious idealists. With liberal leaning. Stands. And then believe God's okay with it. And the sloppy grace teaching is part of the reason why it's so. Oh, and us not addressing the issues from the pulpit is another reason why it's so. Right because man. preachers are afraid of losing people. Well, yeah, we might God. lose a few more, but guess what? We will stand on the word of God. Amen. In this place, I'm going to stand Amen. on the word. You can't preach a black gospel from this pulpit. You can't preach a white gospel from this pulpit. Amen. You can't even preach a Jewish gospel from this pulpit. Amen. It's the gospel of Jesus Amen. Christ that's preached. And that's what Paul called it, it's the gospel according to Jews. Now, if you preach a Judeo Christian gospel, you're good. Yeah. That's right. Amen. Can somebody say amen? Yeah. See, because the Jewish gospel is rooted in Judaism, it doesn't include Christ. Right. Right. That is their good news. Our good news is Judeo Christian. Can somebody say amen? Yes. So, I believe for the patriot reconstruction of Marxist deconstruction. I believe in the thin blue line, and God wants us to back law enforcement, that's Amen. right, not law right. enforcement Amen. where Amen. it's in error, and the majority of them are not in error. They are. That's right. And we've got Color Free, Crime Free that we do, and 5,000 strong, we're getting ready to kick off our change of campaign to make a difference in this world. These are, these are programs that we have here, Color Free, Crime Free, and it means free from color bias. We're not color blind, but we are free from color bias. Amen. 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 And then we've got 5,000 strong Change It campaign. Now, the reason why this is important is because you want to have a civil impact. Not just religious engagement inside the church, but we want to have a civil impact in the world. We want to make a difference. Watch this. Luke 9.1. Then he called his 12 disciples together, and he gave them power and authority. Now, the word power there, 14.11, is dunamis. Someone say dunamis. 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 And he gave them authority, 1849, which is exousia. Now, I just put the Greek letters up there. So, he gave them power, dunamis, which, by the way, is like what word that we've been talking about? Dunamis. It's power that recreates and reproduces after its own image. So, he gave them dynamite power. Dunamis, from which we get the English word dynamite something that explodes and changes things. So when Jesus gave them power, he said, behold, I give you dunamis, things that explode and look like whatever you say. In other words, he said, I want you to learn to handle dynamite. Right. Amen. If, if, if someone walks in here with a lipstick stick of dynamite, who would stay in the room? <laughs> right. Oh, y'all all run. Why? So why is only ones on the planet that act like we don't have dynamite. Jesus said, behold, I give you dynamite. I give you dunamis, the power of what you operate in to expand. And you might have to hold on a while for it to come to pass. But keep holding, baby. Power and authority. So these two words are different. Power, This, this the first use of the word power is explosive power. And it's power To perform miracles and works and might. Right. Amen. It's power to perform miracles and works and might. It's expanding power. Expanding power. Like nuclear. And then he says, I give you authority. Now this is positional power. Which I'm going to concentrate on for the next few minutes. Positional power. So we need both. You need positional power as an exousia. A seated authority Someone say seated authority So he says I'm giving you seated authority As a king and a priest I'm giving you seated authority As a king and a priest And I'm giving you Replicating power Duplicating power Because as a king and a priest From another realm You have to operate by the Principles of that realm In this realm The same way that I did So Jesus pulled power out of another realm, the kingdom of heaven within. Mm -hmm. If I by the spirit of God or by the finger of God cast out devils, then the kingdom of God has come to you. So Jesus said, the things that I do, I do by power from another realm. Because the kingdom of heaven is is righteousness, it's peace. And you got joy. But notice this, over all devils, So you have authority and power over all devils and to cure diseases. So you use your exusius over devils and you use your dunamis on diseases. Does that make sense to somebody? Now is that right there or did I make that up? He said I'm giving you power and authority over all devils. Those are beings. So that's exousia over devils, authority over demons to tread on serpents and scorpions. And I'm giving you power, dunamis, over diseases. So to get rid of a disease, sometimes you cast out a devil, and sometimes you speak to the flesh. That's right. You need to know which one you need to operate in. Is this the exousia situation or a dunamis situation? Does that makes sense to somebody? So we learn to move with license. And we know licenses are seasonal. And they unlike, I'm not going to stay here. Learn to move with license. Your position and your authority has a license attached to it. That exousia has a license attached to it. And it's seasonal. It unlocks Kairos mandated events. Kairos is God timed events. So my license is attached to a time frame of expression. A time frame of a movement. Licenses are time-sensitive. Subject to God's sovereign rule, you can't just do what you want to because you got a license. I have a license, but there's some places I can't go. You know what? My license won't get me in there. It just won't. At the Pentagon, they'll look at my license, and they go, where's your badge? I go, I have a license. (laughs) They say, but you don't have a badge. I say, where can I get a badge? And you just can't go down the street and get a badge. So there are some places in the spirit realm if you don't have the right license,
1: you're not going to have the
0: movement. Come on. God says, I can't trust you up here. You'll get yourself hurt, and you'll get someone else hurt. That's why you can't just... Anyways, I better move on. Yeah, be on yeah, right. Some people will lead you into... Okay, move on. Come on. Come on. Licenses are time-sensitive. Come on. Subject to sovereign rule. If you can't submit to somebody with a license, what makes you think God's ready for you to have your license? Oh, oh. come on. Oh. Thank you. Right. You, you you can't submit to the pilot Who's trying to teach you how to fly the plane At that altitude right. Right. And you trusting someone to lead you at that altitude they ain't never been at that altitude Spend their time kicking against the person Who has got the license to operate at that level And you want me to follow you I'm not following you across the street right. Amen. Sit your hips down And submit to somebody with a license Hey Come on pastor People so ignorant today They're just like blind zombies you won't even wait for them to get their license validated by a, valid, a licensed validator. And they go find them some license validators. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. You have to villainize your, your, your leader and make them Saul in order for you to justify your illegal oh, movement. Moses. And that's what a lot of people do today. They have, they have to, they have to, they make their, they make in their own mind, they make their leader Saul so they like Absalom can justify their illegal movement. No, get your license the right way. You know, that taking license, you take a license, is going to end up in a dead end. People can't see it right, right in the beginning. Licenses are time-sensitive and subject to sovereign rule and Presbyterian expression. And that's leadership expression. God has systems. The apostle and family guardians. Someone say, I'm a family guardian. Your job is to interpret, license, and rule in oneself and others. I need to know what your license is. I talk to you for three three minutes, and I don't know where your license is at. I know what questions to ask. A real electrician and a real nuclear physicist, they know what question to ask, whether they should even let me in that room where nuclear stuff is going on. They go, oh, we can't let you in there. You'll start messing with stuff. You'll say, don't touch, and I'll be touching it. You know that's low level stuff. How many of you remember when it said don't touch and you just touch it to see if the paint was working? Yeah,
1: Come on. Raise your
0: hand if you did that. You just and it said don't put your tongue on it, it's cold. And you're like, I don't know. I don't know. And there you go with your tongue on it. And now your tongue is stuck to the pole and you're trying to get it off. Because you're still testing the boundaries. Some levels you don't get to test the boundaries. Because it's terminal in that place. And then people teach you by default the seeds. You know, God talked to me last night about uh, uh, seeds on fire. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Seeds on fire. Mm -hmm. You know, God's word is a seed that's on fire. And Jeremiah said, your word is like a fire shut up in my bones. But some people have hybrid bastard seeds. And it's undermining. It's constantly undermining. And, and you don't even know it. Because your, your seeds are on fire, aren't on fire with the Holy Ghost to discern. Right. The apostle and the family guardian. Your job is to interpret people's license and rule in oneself and in others. Joshua, Moses, Joseph, they had authority to give territories and movements. Stop right there. What did Joshua, Moses, and jo- Joseph, what did they have in common Joshua could give Caleb a mountain. Come on. Can, uh, uh, did he do it? And, and Caleb said, listen, Moses promised it to me. And Joshua, you have the authority to give me that mountain. And Joshua said, Caleb, go ahead and get that mountain. If you can whoop what's on it, you can have it. I'm not going to fight for you, but if you can whoop what's on it, come on, somebody. Are you ready to whoop what's on your mountain? Are you ready to whoop what's on your mountain? But you better be ready to go nuclear and have a word at your spirit. And then Joseph, his brothers came into Egypt, and he was able to give them land. He was able to give them provision and land. So there are operations in God that give you the power and authority to give territory and movement to others. So if you give someone territory and movement what did you have to give them first you had to give them a license and that's why it's important for husbands and wives to get on get in one Honda right getting the in the same Honda you know we, we, the, the, we, I know this is a tired old joke but they say we know what 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 car the disciples, Drove because it said they were all in one accord in the upper room. Mm. Terrible joke, terrible joke. I know that's an old, played out joke, but I had to do it. So, enter a home, and what do they give you license to do? Go to the restroom. They give you license to get in the refrigerator. Be wary of the person who walks into your home. And starts walking through your house. Right, right. <laughs> oh, yeah. You're like, I just so met you. Right. How many of you, that dog's not hunting anything? How, how many of you will get up and say, where are you going? Wait, 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 wait. I see right now something inside of you is broke. You haven't even, you can't even interpret your own license and your own movement. You don't even wait on authority to move. You just move. And, and you're training a generation of lawbreakers in your own sphere. We're in the greatest season of understanding surrogate realm breakers and surrogate realm makers. (laughs) We're in the greatest season of understanding surrogateness. You give authority to someone. You ever heard of a surrogate mom? They have the baby for you. The moment you give someone authority, you create surrogate authority to move. And surrogate license, does that mean? I give you the license to bear this baby on my behalf. So, some people are realm breakers. Achan was a realm breaker. Joshua defeated every enemy before them, but when Achan went and stole the coveted thing that he was not supposed to touch, it broke the realm. So you have to know what you do that's breaking a realm. And you have to know when people are doing movements that are breaking realms. And you have to be understand that when you are given authority and license by God, you're a realm maker. You create the conditions of the wind. You create the conditions of the wave. The future you're living in today, if you don't like it, get ready to create a new one with your mouth tomorrow. Amen. It's in your mouth. Amen. So we must be more aware if authenticating and validating spheres of movement and commissions of authority and access. When you're commissioning someone, you gotta be more aware of when you're commissioning someone, when you're validating someone, when you're giving someone a sphere of movement, a sphere of license, a commission, you're giving out your kingship a license for them to move, we must be more aware of commissions of authority and the access you give them. Come on, you got to understand what people are doing with their license. If you're afraid of a question from your leader, I'm talking about one that's in balance and in context, in line with the word of God, in line with the laws of the land. If you're afraid of questions from your leader, then you have something illegal operating in you. Something still trying to hide. If you're being asked a question that doesn't break the laws of the land, it does not violate biblical ethics and biblical code or situational ethics. If it doesn't violate any of those and you're afraid of having a transparent conversation, then you're not ready for license and latitude and movement. Right. And we've been allowed to move with too many corners and too many dark places. And God wants us to start living in the light. Can somebody right. say amen? Right. You ought to want to know. If I'm learning to be a pilot, I want that pilot to tell me what mistake I'm making, where I'm doing it good, and where I'm making mistakes, because I don't want my family to crash 15 years from now. And if they do start to crash, you better go nuclear and learn how to write that course in the name of the Lord and stay the course. Can somebody understand what I'm saying today? Write the course in the name of the Lord. Thank you for joining us today. If you'd like more information, you can go to howardhatcher.com. You can also go to YouTube and search Dr. Howard Hatcher. We pray this podcast has been a blessing and encouragement to your faith.